Hello everyone. That my name is Brendan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Line Up Monday on Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today we celebrate Star Wars. That's what our Mondays are for. To talk about the things that are motivating and positive and uplifting about that galaxy far, far away. Today, I would like to talk about the marvelous special effects of the original Star Wars trilogy. Before I get into that, let me just say a few words here. For the most part, I believe that the special effects in the original trilogy are marvelous. And many of them I think even hold up today. Now, we all know about the elephant in the room, and that's George Lucas modifying the films for the special editions, for the DVD releases, and for the Blu-ray releases. Now, I happen to own the 2006 special collector's edition of the Star Wars movies in which each film, disc 1, contains the 2004 DVD version. Disc 2 contains the unaltered original version. There is just one hang-up with the original version. And that is they have not been given a proper digital remaster. Almost as if George Lucas and others begrudgingly released them. Now, I don't know that for sure, and we're not here to bash on George Lucas's decisions. The debate about whether or not he has the right to do that is a debate for another day, probably for Tuesdays. Now, the I think that the most of the special edition changes where the special effects actually look worse than how the, how the original trilogy looked. There are a few mod, mods to be made that I like, but I think it would be very nice, I don't know if this will ever happen, to get a sort of a, a set for the movies where each particular version is available. The original version, the special edition, the DVD release, and the Blu-ray. And you can choose which one you want to watch. Now, I doubt this will ever happen. Now, apparently, and I may be wrong, Fox has owned the distribution rights to the original trilogy. Now that Disney has bought Fox, Disney will no doubt have those rights. The question many fans have is, are we going to get the unaltered versions in a in a nice, cleaned up, digital remastered version? I don't know, but it would be nice. Now let's talk about these wonderful special effects. 
Now, if I were to say which of the three movies has the quote-unquote worst special effects, it's probably the original film, uh, due to the fact that it was made on a shoestring budget. They still pulled off some incredible work, given the limited budget, given the fact that George Lucas had to create a special effects company. Thankfully, he found some good eager young space cadets willing to do it. Some special effects nuts down in Van Nuys, California. And created, of course, Industrial Light Magic, which to this day is one of the great special effects companies in the world. And were unrivaled, I think, until Weta Workshop came along with Lord of the Rings. Now, that's, I really wanted to focus today on the special effects, particularly Return of the Jedi. Because I believe of the three films, Return of the Jedi has the best special effects. Let's talk about the big one, the one that is always on my mind, and that's the Battle of Endor. Now, if I am not mistaken, the only change that George Lucas made that I can identify to the Battle of Endor was that exploding ring coming out of the Death Star when it blew up. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, that's the only change that is identifiable. Everything else is just merely a, you know, digital cleanup, more or less. But even in its original form, it looked incredible. I mean, let, let's just talk really quick about the ATSDs. Those are the little chicken walkers, they're called, that the Empire uses on Endor. You're dealing with these done in, I believe, go motion, which is a modified form of stop motion. But never for a moment is it done in a way that you recognize that it's fake. We're not talking Jason and the Argonauts here. We're not talking... You know, the old Sinbad movies with the good old Harry Hasenet from uh, Stop Motion. Which was incredible, don't get me wrong. But might have been distracting in Star Wars. And just thinking of some of the shots, such as when the walker walks up and it's hatch open and his Chewbacca inside. Now Han's like, Chewie, you know, get down here, she's wounded. You know, wait, I got an idea. But you see, as I recall, the ATSD walking toward Hunt and Leia. Um, you see the top part of the ATSD. And never for a moment do you doubt that that's a real thing. It, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, and even like the scene where the one ATSD is knocked over by the logs could have very easily been distracting as a stop motion effect. But actually ends up looking pretty good. Um, now we had seen, of course, them use stop motion to brilliant effect in The Empire Strikes Back with the AT-80s, or add-outs, as some people insist. 
that they are called on Hoth. It, it, it's marvelous because you get the sense of size and scale and, and, and just things like Luke using his grappling hook, the token to get up under the belly of the AT-AT. And I'll just call it that. Uh, it, it, that scene is so seamlessly done that it's just it, it, you totally buy it. And the same is true in Return of the Jedi. The Battle of Endor is incredibly marvelous because it's probably the most complex special effects scene. And I think to this day it remains one of the most complex battle scenes. Sci-fi battle scenes I think there ever have been. Or that there ever was, I should say. Because so much is going on, especially in these great special effects scenes. Especially in space, with all the spaceships fighting each other. It, it's so convoluted, but it's done so well. Compositing is great, just the, the use of models is just unbelievable. And it's so hard when you're making a movie and using models to try to make it not look like a model. That's the hard part. And they did it so incredibly well. So, Balamandor, I'm very glad, was not tampered with. Because I think for once it actually met George Lucas's expectations. Let's go over to one of the other great special effects moments, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt, I think, is the greatest puppet. And arguably one of the greatest special effects moments in film history. Yet again, you do not question it. If you realize there are seven men, or people, I'm not sure if there were women, I, I, I hope there were, um, seven people operating this puppet. Java is so real. The CGI Java that was added in A New Hope looks horrendous compared to the original Java. The original Jamba is so believable, so lifelike. And I believe that when they were making the film, the director, Richard Marklin, would actually give his directions to Jamba directly, as if Jamba were a person. It's so incredibly believable. Yoda, of course, as you see in The Empire Strikes Back, and then, of course, his death scene in Return of the Jedi. Yet again, one of the most marvelous special effects creatures of all, because you're dealing with one of the major characters of Star Wars. Yoda had to work. Because if Yoda did not work as a character, then that's the death of Star Wars. And, and the fact that he can emote, it's, it's marvelous. And Frank Oz, if anybody out there ever says, well, puppeteers aren't actors, um, I, they'll meet my fist. We'll just put it that way. And then further, the one last special effects moment I really wanted to talk about. 
and celebrate is the Rancor. Oh my gosh. Where to begin? The Rancor is one of those marvelous creatures ever put on screen. Now, I know how they, they made it work. But I don't want to really give it away to anybody out there listening. But, oh my gosh. What an incredible moment in film history. You see this creature, the, just the sense of scale and size. And just, you know, the, the use of, you know, the giant hand. Yeah, just, it, it's really an extraordinary achievement. So, all, all in all, the original trilogy is a marvelous and probably the greatest. The greatest achievement in special effects history. But I believe, for my money, that Return of the Jedi could arguably have the best special effects of any movie ever made. You could make that argument, and I think that that would be a good argument to go with. I really hope that we really get back to creativity. You see, we live in a world right now where filmmakers are like, well, I need to do this, but it's kind of hard to do, so let's just use CGI. You know, and that's fine if it works, but I think that we need more filmmakers like Christopher Nolan, like others who are willing to go out on a limb and say, you know what, let's try something a little bit more unusual or creative. I think that CGI, unfortunately, has taken some creativity out of filmmaking. Just in the sense that that's the way to solve problems. When I think it's very nice to see a film once in a while that does something that breaks that mold. And I think Return of the Jedi demonstrated, you know, by the way, the Star Wars films did not use CGI in the original. The only computer generated effects in the original Star Wars trilogy, I believe, were the Death Star briefing schematic in the original film. And the Death Star briefing schematic in Return of the Jedi. But otherwise, I believe all the special effects were done practically. And I'm not saying that practical effects are always going to be better than CGI. I think the rule of thumb is you use what works. And you use what works, and hopefully involving some level of creativity. As Return of the Jedi did so many years ago. My name is Brendan Meyer, that noise here is my ventilator, and thank you so much for tuning in to my Up Monday on Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.